now time for the show. It's Bill of Rights Day. Bill of Rights Day. It's Bill of Rights Day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just having some fun. Just having some fun. Today is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. The Burb here. You are listening to the Self-Protectorate Podcast. Self-Protectorate is the alternative to government. It's my favorite day of the year. Happy Bill of Rights Day. It's Bill of Rights Day. The day where we celebrate our freedoms, rights, and privileges. And no, I didn't just make that up. Every December 15th commemorates when the Bill of Rights was ratified by a majority of the U.S. states and officially became part of the U.S. Constitution and the law of the land from that time forward. The Bill of Rights comprises the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution. On December 15th, 1771, 229 years ago, the Bill of Rights was officially accepted as a new part of the U.S. Constitution thanks to the ratification of the bill by Virginia, giving the bill the majority it needed in order to become law. So, it's Bill of Rights Day! Now go out and celebrate by going to the range and popping off some rounds at a Target. Make sure to check your backdrop or drive by an outdoor COVID testing site. Roll down your windows and, uh, and then just give them a yell. Yell out the window. Let your voice be heard. Let them know how you feel about their testing. Let your voice be heard saying, give me freedom or give me death. Let them know they can keep their dirty vaccines. Oh, and feel free to read some real news by subscribing to the Epic Times. They say it's pronounced Epic, but it's actually supposed to be pronounced Epoch. The Epoch Times. You can also express your freedom and visit BeTheBurb.com for more information on self-protectorate and spread the word using your freedom of speech. I dare say that the majority of the people in the United States are presently feeling like their freedoms and their rights are being trampled on by government. And that's probably because they are. Politicians have schemed for decades to take away or to at least limit or restrict the right to bear arms. Freedom of religion is constantly under assault by government, especially now that there are all sorts of restrictions on gatherings thanks to the fake pandemic. By the way, I do want to take a moment aside to say that I've recently had a podcast deleted and banned by YouTube for daring to say the phrase, fake COVID narrative. It was my November 17th episode all about the mark of the beast, and it was pulled and banned by YouTube. There was no cussing in it, nothing derogatory, only the one term, fake COVID narrative. That's what they disagreed with. I've been censored for sharing facts, thoughts, and opinions. How dare I? As if it isn't bad enough that we are being censored by government, we are now also being censored by private companies that are granted permission to masquerade as the public square. Well, I don't accept that, and you shouldn't either. That's why I've now moved all of my videos off of YouTube, with the exception of three that I need for BeTheBurb.com, and I'm getting ready to move those off as well and completely cancel my YouTube account. Recently, YouTube also announced they are going to straight up start censoring all content from any white male content creators. They actually admitted, and it is now a stated policy from YouTube, that they are going to engage in discrimination because of the color of your skin. I believe there is a word for that. Let's see. Discrimination based on the color of someone's skin. 
Well, that's racism! Yes, YouTube is now openly racist. And bigoted too, since it will only be against males. YouTube will not be making money off me ever again. No one should be using YouTube anymore. It's trash. They and their parent company, Alphabet, are now openly racist and engaging in fourth generation warfare tactics of dividing our society by engaging in racism. I guess they'll be rounding us up and taking us to the gas chambers next. What do you think? This is communism. They believe in a communist agenda. They push the agenda out. Well, the last I checked, this is still a free market society, and people will take their dollars elsewhere when the businesses they deal with do harm or disservice to them. Let the exodus from communist social media continue. By the way, you can find my podcast videos and my other videos on rumble.com and on brighteon.com. I've been banned by Facebook months ago for daring to question the official COVID narrative too. So if you'd like to find me on social media, I'm on Parler and I'm on brighteon.social. That's brighteon.social. It's new and it's a great Facebook alternative. So head over there, check it out. But please get off Facebook. I mean, it's trash. YouTube and Facebook are trash. My wife and I had a discussion about social media the other day and uh, Facebook is just designed to suck people into arguments and sow division. She's been doing a Facebook fast for the last several weeks, and good for her, and she's been feeling better about herself and just exuding more confidence overall. She decided to re-engage with some contacts on Facebook this last week, and she said the anxiety caused by it just came back. So certainly there is something to be said about getting back in touch with our inner selves and getting out of touch with the fake reality that is thrown at us every day from the fake stream media and outlets like Fakebook. All right, getting back to the topic for today, the Bill of Rights. It's Bill of Rights Day. You know, there are other rights and freedoms that are constantly under pressure to evaporate away from us. The right to protest has come under fire in recent years. Freedom of speech, freedom of the press, really all freedoms and rights that are supposed to be protected by the U.S. Constitution are not really being protected anymore, if they ever really were protected to begin with. The founders understood, even though they attempted to limit government by diffusing the authority of the state through different branches and ultimately leaving a large amount of authority in the hands of the states, the founders understood that just doing this was not going to be enough to protect the people from abuses by the state. So they crafted the first 10 amendments to the U.S. Constitution, which was known as the Bill of Rights. The natural law view on freedoms and rights is that all of our rights and freedoms are inherent within each of us. In other words, all of us have the inherited certain inalienable freedoms and rights from our creator or from nature, and they are all the same for all of us. The interpretation of natural law simply states that where there is no law, there is no crime. Positive law interpretation, on the other hand, states that where there is no law, then there sure as heck needs to be law and more laws in order to fully exercise authority, even if it kills the life of the state. Natural law is the spirit of the law, and positive law is the letter of the law. The letter of the law kills, and the spirit of the law grants life, makes it possible. While positive law sounds like it should be, well, positive, it actually ends up being a big negative as far as your freedoms and rights are concerned. A positivist interpretation of law says that your rights and freedoms are not inherent. They do not come from nature or from God, but they come from the state. Now, what does that sound like? Does that sound like communism? Hmm, it does sound like communism. It sounds like communism to me, where the state is ultimately the highest authority and is even worshipped. 
Unfortunately, the positivist view of law is what has taken root within our legal and our judicial systems throughout the country over the past century. Judge Andrew Napolitano does an excellent job outlining this transition from natural law theory to positivist law theory in his book, The Constitution in Exile. The whole book exposes exactly how the U.S. underwent a transition from a legal and judicial system based on natural law to one of positive law. That transition happened over the period of a few generations. The era of the New Deal under Franklin D. Roosevelt is what really brought about the positivist law theory into full acceptance and practice in the United States. Really what the book outlines is the transition from sound principles to principles of unsoundness and unsteadiness. You know, a few years back, I heard someone say that the reason why our legal and judicial systems have become so full of arbitrary laws, rules, and procedures is because if there were no arbitrary laws, rules, or procedures, then there would be less work available for lawyers and the legal profession. Imagine that! I think they were absolutely right. It's no secret that the U.S. is the most litigious society on the face of the planet. There are more lawyers in this country than there are police officers. What should that tell you? Our entire legal system and judicial system is so gummed up with lawyers challenging laws and changing laws and changing rules and procedures that it becomes almost impossible for the common man to defend himself in court. He will need a lawyer. Is this what the founders had in mind? Do you think they had in mind that the U.S. legal and judicial systems would become so huge and confusing that it would of necessity require every man and woman to consult attorneys on any and all legal matters, even seemingly simple legal matters? This kind of a situation puts every man and woman in a position of legal duress. Attorneys in the U.S. have become the new priest class. So how does this affect our rights, our freedoms, and our privileges? Under the U.S. Constitution, the government was charged with observing the fact that it could not infringe upon our God-given freedoms and rights. And, in fact, in theory, it became a protector of those rights. However, just as we have seen these past five weeks since the general election, and over the past year since the start of the fake pandemic, we now know that due to the position and views of positivist judges and justices, the people are now largely responsible for protecting their own freedoms and rights from government abuses, as long as they can afford it, that is. So how do we get back to having our liberties not only respected by the state, but also protected by the state? This is where self-protectorate comes into play. You see, unlike a government that thinks your freedoms and rights come from the state, a self-protectorate automatically recognizes that your freedoms and rights come from God or nature, and that the state can only exist because you and everyone else together allow it to exist thanks to your inherent freedoms and rights. Self-protectorate recognizes three distinctions in liberty. It recognizes freedoms, it recognizes rights, and it recognizes privileges. Freedoms are liberties that cannot be infringed upon by the state at all. Rights are liberties that can be restricted in consequence of broken laws. Privileges are liberties that can be extended to individuals based on merit. The constitution of a self-protectorate first and foremost places language guaranteeing the individual all their liberties in accordance with this understanding. Remember, the part of the U.S. Constitution that is responsible for protecting your rights is in the amendments section. That means the freedoms, rights, and privileges of the people are an afterthought. Government doesn't want to recognize your liberties. That's why they are at the bottom of the Constitution. Why don't we change that? Why don't we organize the authority of the state so that the liberties, the freedoms, rights, and privileges of all men and women are recognized first and foremost as being more important than the legal and judicial operations of the state? 
we can do it by establishing a self-protectorate. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Look out for the next episode coming up on Friday. I hope you've enjoyed listening and finding out more about Self-Protectorate. Tell your friends and family about the show and spread the word about Self-Protectorate. And happy, happy Bill of Rights Day. Please check out BeTheBurb.com for more information and to learn more about Self-Protectorate. There you can find a link to purchase the book Self-Protectorate, Blueprint for a Better World. Please also check out conventionofstates.com and sign up to notify your state reps that you will support them in the advancement of a convention that will help us transition our government into a self-protectorate that will forever secure the liberties, freedoms, rights, and privileges of all Americans and put an end to systemic corruption from the halls of government. Only together can we make a difference that will lead to mankind to a better destiny filled with freedom and peace. Until next time, happy Bill of Rights Day, and keep supporting and promoting righteous change. Hi, my name is Burb, and I want to take a moment to personally thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm an independent researcher, and I have devoted the last 15 years to the study of currency, finance, business, government, and state systems. It's my personal pursuit and passion to tell the world about the revolutionary idea of our time, the idea of self-protectorate. This idea is so powerful that it can shape and change the future destiny of mankind to one filled with hope and peace. Let's change the world together. Join me at BeTheBurb.com and sign up for my free monthly newsletter full of valuable information, insights, and actions you can take right now to help defeat the New World Order. Together, we can learn to protect our families, our communities, and our country from the advances of the evil empire. Go to BeTheBurb.com and sign up for our newsletter right now.